Oncology Systems Limited are the leading provider of radiotherapy ancillary equipment in the UK and Ireland. Serving the community for over 22 years, we pride ourselves on exceptional service and quality products. Please take a moment to visit our website www.osl.uk.com and take a look at our product lines, which include macromedics for patient immobilisation and IB dosimetry for all your radiotherapy quality assurance needs. We are more than happy to take your questions, so please do get in touch via our website or email inquiry at osl.uk.com and one of our specialist team will be available to assist you. Hello everyone and welcome to Rad Chat. We're here at UKIO Liverpool. My name is Naomi Bilker-Anderson and I'm joined by my co-host Joe McNamara. Morning! So we have an amazing guest this morning to kick off the day. Do you want to introduce yourself please? Yeah, hello, I'm Richard Evans. I'm the Chief Executive of the Society of Radiographers. And Rad Chat Superfan. Oh, oh yes, definitely a Rad, <laughs> a rad Chat Superfan. Yeah, I, that's probably, I've, I've listened to some. And they're, but they're all great. The ones I've listened to have been absolutely fantastic. I think it's a great initiative. And brilliant that you're here at the at UKIO. I think it's really driving a lot of interest in new ways of communicating uh, with the community, with patients, with the public. Uh, and how brilliant that uh, you've got this little space. Richard, I always um, refer back in my head to a conversation we had at the amazing centenary event. Uh, that the Society of College Radiographers hosted, and um, you said about your wife sharing one of the Rad Chat episodes. Yes, the, I was I was really enthusiastic about I can't remember which episode it was now. But, oh, <laughs> yes, the de yes, the death and dying one. Um, my wife's a priest in the Church of England, and uh, I'd been listening to the the Rad Chat podcast whilst shaving, which is, a, you know, it, it, otherwise it's just dead time, isn't it? I have my best ideas while shaving. Don't tell anyone. Oh dear, I just have. And, uh, the, uh, uh, and I was listening uh, to Catherine and uh, thinking, I do, Juliet would be really interested in this because it's, so, it's, it, it, it's so important that people engage with the subject of, a, of, of dying. We, you know, we tend to sort of shy away from it and think it's a bad thing to talk about. Um, but obviously priests have to engage with that for funerals and pastoral care of people all the time. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, I recommended uh, that she listen and, uh, and great, really great content, fantastic. Richard, for anyone who doesn't know you, and I don't know anyone in the profession who wouldn't for any reason not know you, um, but if they didn't know you, what do you do? What is a day in the life of Richard look like, <laughs> other than listening to Rad Chat while shaving? <laughs> well, work-wise, uh, uh, being the chief executive uh, is an incredible privilege. Uh, it's not something that uh, I ever planned to be doing, uh, but I have been doing for 18 years. Uh, and one of the reasons that, uh, that I'm still there, I think, is that it's so varied. Every day can be different. There's, there are obviously core elements, like looking after the staff, of the, we've got around 60 staff who work for the society and the college these days, uh, running the company on behalf of the members, on behalf of UK Council. I'm employed by UK Council. Uh, I'm the only member of staff who is directly employed by the council and I'm responsible for employing and looking after everyone, everyone else. Um, included in that, there's the general secretary of the union, there's the company secretary as far as uh, the administration and compliance that we have to fulfil. Uh, and all of that sounds kind of routine, but it's not because we have 
brilliant people, we have fantastic members, uh, and uh, the uh, opportunity to engage with those 32,000 members in, uh, in one way or other every day is really great. And that because any piece of work that's being done by a member of staff of the society or a people who volunteer for the society, any, any of that work uh, makes a direct difference uh, in terms of better care for patients. Uh, it, it means that every day is a day to do new things, new things differently uh, and look to improve all the time. So I have a question, it might sound silly, but you have the Society of Radiographers, you have the College of Radiographers, you have the Council, what are they? I've never always understood yeah. No, well, we've just had a hundred years uh, of the Society of Radiographers. That, that is the, the, the parent body, the core organisation. It was the professional body that was set up in 1920. In the mid 1970s, it uh, also uh, became registered as a trade union following a member vote uh, on that. We want, to, we want our organisation to advocate for us in the workplace. Uh, so we're uh, uh, a the society is the trade union and professional body uh, for radiographers in the UK. Um, the college was set up at the same time as we became a trade union, so it has been around since the mid-1970s. It's a charity. It's, it, it has, because it's a charity, it has some independence from the society, but it is a subsidiary. It's the only uh, subsidiary owned by the Society of Radiographers. And, it, and, and all the work done by the college is given to it by the society. So there's all the work around research, all the work around quality standards in education, in practice, uh, and, uh, uh, and in services uh, is, is, is delegated, if you like, to, to the college to do on behalf of the society. And because the, the college is a charity, it's the right home for, all, for a lot of our patient-facing work. Uh, so our patient advisory group is a college group rather than a society group, for example. Um, so uh, ho hopefully that the, the each uh, that you asked about the council, the UK council is directly elected by members to uh, and is the board of directors of the society. Um, so it, there are 14 members elected from around the UK uh, to uh, and they're ordinary members. Any member apart once they're qualified can be on UK council, um, and it's their responsibility. Their names are on a list in Companies House. They have an awesome responsibility uh, to have, you know, to look after the organisation and make sure it's run properly. Uh, and even more awesome that they employ me to do that. Wow. Uh, the the college also has to have a board. That's a board of trustees. Um, that that board is a mixture of people appointed by UK Council and 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 other people that are appointed externally to come onto the board. Uh, and they, so the two we have two boards to look after. Uh, as well as, uh, as all of the employees and what have you. Richard, what's your background? Like, how did you even, how would you get to be a CEO? Like, what, what is, like, even comprehensive what it is that people do and how they get into roles like this? Yeah, I did, well, it, it, I was explaining, that we had a session here, uh, an informal session earlier in the week about career paths. Uh, I actually started, my first ever employed job was as a porter in, in University College Hospital. And it was while I was a porter that I saw, I was working in the x-ray department and I was inspired to become a radiographer, so I went from train. So I, I used to be a radiographer. Uh, I'm not on the register anymore. I could technically be on the register, I guess, but, uh, but, I, but I'm not. Uh, so you, uh, that's why I say I used to be a radiographer. I come from a radiographic background. 
it isn't in the job description of the CEO to be a radiographer, actually. And uh, as the, the, it's probably more important to have suitable skills. Another reason why it's quite strange that I'm there. Um, but uh, how did I get to become one? I certainly didn't plan it. Um, if you plan to become a CEO, you're probably planning to be disappointed because um, uh, because you know the opportunities don't come up very often, especially when people like me sit there in the job for 18 years and council don't fire me. You know, this is uh, strange, isn't it? But the um, uh, so the opportunities don't come very often. Um, but I haven't ever in my uh, career, whether that's clinically, in management, or what I'm doing now, I've never set out a very firm plan of what I was going to do. What I have done is look out for opportunities and, th and th as they come up and decide on the spot, okay, I'm going to have a go at that. I had some great advice from a radiologist when I was a junior radiographer who, who said the only job you can be sure you won't get is the one you don't apply for. Um, and I've always sort of gone with that and that's really what was in my head when the, the society advertised in, uh, uh, in 2003 for a new CEO. I, I had met Anne Cattell, the previous CEO, therapeutic radiographer, um, and uh, in her role, so we had a kind of nodding relationship. Um, and I did ring her up and say, you know, uh, I'm quite interested in this. Uh, what do you think? And she almost word for word said the same thing, you've got nothing to lose by applying. Um, so I did, uh, it was a bit stunning when I got to the interview and saw all my radiography heroes lined up waiting to go into the same interview. Um, but I, you know, lucky enough to get the, get the role. So that's how it happened. What's next for you then? <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, by exactly the same token, if, a, if a, an opportunity which interested me came up now, uh, then I would look at it and, uh, and, and I might apply. And I but, uh, you know, I'm probably uh, only a few years away from when I'll think about retiring no, anyway. surely no, um, Richard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Radiography keeps you young, doesn't it? I don't know what yeah. the, yeah. Very few people know that Joe is actually 85 years old, for example. And, um, I feel it this morning. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, but that will be a serious um, uh, consideration when, uh, in, in, you know, in a few years' time, and there will be that opportunity for someone to apply. Um, but I'm not, I, I'm not itching to disappear because there is so much to do. There are, you know, the, the, the challenges that the, the healthcare and the profession is facing are really significant at the moment with the cost of living, with workforce supply, pressure in the workplace, um, but also terrific opportunities, as we keep hearing here, of, for doing things better and with more inspiration. So, you know, I'm, I'm not expecting to, to cease being interested anytime soon. The Society College of Radio Office always has a lot on its plate in terms of trying to meet the needs of the members. What do you envisage being a priority at, at this moment in time and maybe in the next six months? It, right now, I think everybody's interested in what will happen with pay um, in the NHS, and, and the um, the society takes part along with other healthcare unions in a, in a sort of joint approach um, uh, to uh, to pay. 
uh, we're, we're all interested to see what kind of response the government will give to the pay review body recommendations. Um, I think there's a, a very real possibility that we'll be finding out whether members are, uh, are up for any kind of industrial action to, uh, along with other unions to push for, for better pay and I think that's entirely reasonable. Um, uh, the, you know, we've had uh, a long time with, uh, with uh, increases in pay which have not kept up with the cost of living even before the current infl inflation crisis. So I'm sure that'll be a, a, a big and immediate uh, pressure and question. And we need to, we, you know, we, we, no union under current legislation wants to go for a strike ballot if they don't know they're going to get the support because you instantly lose credibility. So we'll probably be testing the water first before we go to ballot um, if that happens. So that, you know, that's, uh, that, that, that's in the immediate future. The current workforce pressure um, is going to take a while to go away. But there is, you know, there are, there's really great work going on to increase training numbers, to get more people into the profession. Uh, I think really being able to show that there's a great career in radiography uh, for anyone who wants to do it. And, and anyone can get into, the, in, into radiography now. Um, when I was a, I was telling to someone the other day, when I was a porter, uh, there w I couldn't have got to where I am now without stopping what I was doing, s stopping getting paid and going off to train. Um, now at that time there was lots of support for training and all the rest of it, but, uh, so it was different. But uh, it, now, if I was a porter and I, and, uh, uh, and I was dependent on my salary, I know that I could, be, I, I could work my way through assistant practice into an apprenticeship become a radiographer and, and not have a, 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 an employment break in that time. I think that's a terrific opportunity, not only for people to have widened access, uh, but also uh, to allow a, a real expansion of practice within the profession. Growth of advanced practice is really important, but also to be fit to see where the profession will go with, with new technology uh, developing all the time. Yeah, we talked about getting into radiography, there's actually a STEM session today at UKIO. Yes. Some school which yeah. we're going to, so that'll be good. We love talking about the jobs. <laughs> yes, excellent. And, and I think that's what, you know, to come right back to uh, the opening of the conversation, I mean, that's what's really great about what you're doing. It's, it's about a, a new way of portraying the, the profession in an easily accessible form. I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you ever so much for joining us. Uh, continue to listen to Red Chat, uh, being a super fan. <laughs> You'll have to test me. Absolutely. But thank you so much for joining us, and this is us from UKIA.